You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Football podcast. I'm your host Billy Powell and with the transfer window now shut, we're back talking through the football news from the past week. We'll also go over a couple of the Premier League games that have taken place this midweek because there's been a fair few goals to say the least. But before we get into this episode though, I'd just like to let you know that I'll also be appearing on the Total Screamers podcast a fair bit from now on. So go over there, give the lads a listen, follow and like as well. Getting straight into the news though and starting off this week with the most confusing and bizarre one. So please do stick with me. This week, the Premier League have confirmed that this weekend they will introduce white and green cards. Like me, you're probably asking what on God's green earth are they for? Well, they're for substitutes. Every game, each team will receive three white cards and two green cards. The white cards are normal substitutes, whereas the green cards are for, are for concussion substitutes, sorry, which is something that the game has needed for a while now. Whenever you go to make a sub, the manager or whoever is in charge of the cards, I don't suppose it really matters that much, but anyway, whoever it is will give the fourth official a white card, which will mean they're allowed to make a sub. If a player goes down due to concussion, the team's medical staff will have all the time required needed to make a decision as to whether or not a permanent concussion sub will be needed. If they deem it necessary for the concussed player to go off the pitch, then a green card will be used and with that, the other team will also get given another white card, meaning that they're also able to make four substitutes, as well as having the two green cards, allowing them to make a further two substitutes if necessary. So basically, if both teams make two concussion subs, then they're both allowed to make seven substitutes each. I mean, how how ridiculous though, seriously. Of course, this is a brilliant thing that they've now introduced, and it's something that the game has needed for a while and certainly for the welfare of the players. 
You just need to look a couple of months back with the awful collision between David Luiz and Raul Jimenez. But there's no need at all to complicate the substitutions with cards. All that's needed, and I mean it could have been implemented overnight, is for the medical staff at the clubs to do a thorough check over while the player is down injured. While he's being checked over, there's nothing stopping someone coming on the pitch for the, for the amount of time that the other guy is off. For example, in that Arsenal and Wolves game, when the collision has happened, those players off the pitch who were involved bring on another player in their place and once a check has been done on the player and he's deemed fit enough to play, then they just change back to how it was. If he's not deemed fit enough to play by the medical staff, then they just need to tell the ref and and announce it over the speakers so the players on the pitch and the TV commentators know that the substitute has been confirmed and that it will be a permanent sub. They don't even have to take sub away from the original three. I do like the idea that you can make make concussion subs, which doesn't count as an official sub if you like. But also I don't see why the other team should be given an extra sub as well. You're already at a disadvantage by being forced into making a change. So I don't see why the other team should benefit as well. But that that that's just me, I guess. And that's just my point of view on the situation. Please let me know your thoughts and opinions on this. Because I don't know if it's just the way that I'm looking at it that makes it confusing. Or whether it's just really confusing. But I just don't understand the necessity for the white and green cards. Anyways, moving on to something else and we'll get on to some of the football that took place in the week and we'll start off with the two games that took place on Tuesday night between Arsenal and Wolves and also the later game that night with Manchester United and Southampton. Just before we get into this section, if you want to hear a full review of the Match Week 23, then please go over to the Total Screamers podcast, where myself and the boys went over each game. There were a lot of laughs and it was a lot of fun to record, so go over and show it some love. Anyways, getting into these two that I've just mentioned and starting with the Arsenal game. £72 million signing, Nicola Pepe got his fourth goal of the season with what was a beautiful finish. But just a few seconds before half-time, VAR and its infinite wisdom sent David Luiz off for supposedly bringing down William Jose. I say supposedly because it was William Jose's foot that actually got a very, very slight flick off David Luiz's knee and so he went down. The most bizarre thing for me about this was the fact that David Luiz didn't even attempt to make a challenge. He was just running back, trying to catch up with the wolf striker when he went down. And yet, because David Luiz didn't actually make a challenge for the ball, he was sent off. Just absolutely mind-boggling at the fact that a player can get sent off for not even making a challenge for the ball. What's even worse, though, is that it didn't even get rescinded. As a Villa fan, I'm not exactly complaining with the fact that Luiz is suspended for the game against for our game against Arsenal, but it's just wrong. As Rio Ferdinand said at half time and after the game, the defenders will be just trying to get tackles in because of this ju- double jeopardy rule. That if a penalty is given and the player is making a challenge for the ball, that they can only get a yellow card. But when they try to get out of the way or something like that, or not intentionally go for the ball, it's a red card. I just can't for the life of me understand why. Why, firstly, the double jeopardy rule is actually a thing. And the second is that it's not even been rescinded. 
whereas Jan Bednarek's red card was rescinded, which we'll get on to now. So getting into that Man United and Southampton game, and there's only one place to start. Not even two minutes into the game, Alex Jankovic, the 19-year-old Swiss under-21s international, was sent off on his Premier League debut for an awful tackle on McTominay. And it really was an awful tackle. High, rash and a hard challenge, which was absolutely disgraceful. But down to 10 men playing 90 minutes against the team of Man United's quality. You just know that you won't be able to keep them out. And after the 9-0 battering they received last season to Leicester, that would have been playing in the minds of the players and it certainly would have been in their minds when United were 4-0 up before the 40th minute. But in the 87th minute, 6-0 down, Jan Bednarek brought down Martial in the box, which he was also sent off for, and yet again, he tried to get out of the way, but yet again, he was sent off for it. This time, though, the FA did rescind the the red card, so he will be, able, be available sorry, for their trip to South for the Saints trip up to Newcastle on Saturday. Look, it's absolutely 100% the correct decision. It had to be rescinded. But the one thing that's been majorly frustrating with VAR and the FA this season is consistency. Which, in all fairness, we looked like we could have been getting... We looked like we could have been getting there. Certainly in the recent weeks, but this decision to rescind Bednarek's red card and not David Luiz's, it's just a joke. All we want is a bit of consistency and yet again, VAR and the FA have let us all down. Getting away from that though, we did touch on the 9-0 defeat uh, to Leicester earlier, a couple of minutes ago. And when you're 6-0 down in the 86th minute, you're not really expecting to concede three goals in those last three minutes unless you're Southampton. I couldn't quite believe what I was watching, if I'm being honest with you, as Man United did manage to score another three goals in three minutes as they equaled Leicester's feat of beating Southampton 9-0. How will they bounce back, though? They managed it last time and they finished the season very strongly, so I'm sure that they'll be able to do it again. Just this time round, they don't have the potential relegation on the cards. And I mean, against a team like Newcastle, who they've got up next, and with the position that they're in at the minute, it will certainly be an interesting game to watch. Will Newcastle bounce back from their defeat against Palace and pile on the misery at Southampton? Or will the Saints be able to come out and bounce back themselves and pile on the pressure on Newcastle and Steve Bruce? As I said, it will be a very interesting game and it will be certainly one that I will be keeping my eyes on. Another big story which has come out just before I've started recording this is that the Ajax goalkeeper Andre Onana has been banned from football for 12 months due to failing a recent drugs test. As well as that, on the just the day before Onana failed that drugs test, Ajax also forgot to register their record signing, Sebastian Haller, for their Europa League squad, which they are now in contact with UEFA and the Dutch FA to try and get it sorted and register him in the squad. So to say that it's been a bad couple of days for Ajax would be putting it very lightly. That's all from me today, though. Thank you all very much for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at LTFootballPod 
Also, for a full Match Week 23 review, go go over and check out the boys at the Total Screamers podcast as well. Let me know your thoughts on everything we've mentioned in today's episode. Have a good weekend, and I'll see you back here on Tuesday for yet another Weekend Roundup. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.